Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we have got a lot of spoilers. Believe it or not, we have a ton of teases that came out accidentally this week from Sea of Thieves from Rare themselves, and I can't wait to dive into them. Let's get going. just love that tune i love that tune i don't know what it is but i just really love that tune so other things that we love in the game well gold but we also love the weekly dev updates and before i get into all the spoilers that happened this week we got to cover the news because well the spoilers are the fun part and i want to save that for the end so that people that don't want to get spoiled on it can have an opportunity to actually uh, prevent themselves from being uh, ruined on future content or at least whenever that content comes into to play so let's talk about the weekly dev update video so this week we got a weekly dev update video from joe and it deals a lot with the upcoming changes in the next patch in September. And this is kind of interesting because it deals with our good friend Duke the Dark Lord. And I just want to remind everyone that while he may not be a Dark Lord at the moment, we don't know that he isn't a Dark Lord, uh, except for Mike saying that he isn't as of right now. And that for all intents and purposes, Duke the Dark Lord could still be our friend, you know? I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that lots of villains have good friends. I mean, they got henchmen for a reason. We're basically his henchmen at this point. I hope you're okay with that. But this coming month, Duke is going to be using his sway with the trading company and the resources that he's gathered from us to open up a black market. And there's some big changes going on with this black market. This black market is about as big as the balloons were back in July of last year when we got a new currency that afforded us the opportunity to not only gain levels with uh, the different reputations, but also to acquire special cosmetics and forced us to go out into the world to complete events like gunpowder stashes and uh, festival of the damned and cursed cruise things like that to get doubloons that were such lauded after items uh, or currency to be able to purchase items that were time limited so why is this important now why is why is the black market important now well a lot of that deals with the gold economy because at the moment, a lot of items in the game only cost a certain amount of gold. And in fact, back during Cursed Cruise, uh, back August of last year, the cost of items went down significantly to help kind of make it a little more easy for players to be able to buy all the different stuff that they wanted to buy. The gold economy was a lot harder to earn anything from. In fact, Cursed Cruise was kind of the first foray into a repeatable event to be able to earn a fair amount of gold. Now, it took a lot longer than completing a fort if uncontested, but it was still a, a lucrative enough event to be able to give players enough gold to start buying a lot of different cosmetics. Now, a lot of people have a lot of gold, and there's a larger uh, group of people that don't have over a million gold, as far as I've, I've ever pulled. Pooled. Pulled? Pulled. I think it's pulled. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm, I'm right. Don't... I know what you're thinking. I'm still right. And if not, it doesn't matter. It's my show. To talk about why black market matters. Well, the black market matters because Rare is starting to 
address the gold economy. And they're doing so in a few different ways. One, they're emphasizing doubloons. They're giving us a way to earn doubloons on a repeatable uh, means. And they're also offering items that will be uh, higher priced than normal. And there's going to be four different types of items that Duke is going to be offering. And I want to kind of break down these by the different types of their group. So all of this is I'm going to have a link to the to the news article that they put out about the black market update. But to give you kind of the Reader's Digest version, there's going to be monthly items that are time limited exclusive sets. There are going to be new additions to existing sets. There's going to be completely brand new sets. And then there's going to be color variants of items that are currently available from the outposts. So for example, we've been getting mercenary stuff, you know, like the, the scorpion and the reaper stuff. And every, every update, we tend to get a different part of the liveries for those, whether it's the hull and the sail and the flag or the cannon, the capstan and the wheels, we tend to get those as each monthly update comes in. The next one is, uh, the, the brand new sets, the brand new sets are going to be things that are just sold exclusively through Duke's black market. And they have new sets planned for the next few months, which is kind of nice to hear. The monthly time-limited ex exclusive stuff, the stuff that we're currently buying from Duke, that's going to persist, but it's going to be variants on previously time-limited items. And the example that they're going to be using for September will be the Bone Crusher stuff, the stuff that was available in August of last year during the Cursed Cruise uh, or Cursed Sales event. So all of the, oh, actually, no, excuse me, the Bone Crusher cosmetics that were available in July for the Gunpowder Skeletons and the Mermaid Statues events. Uh, so the, the um, jacket, hat, dress combination with all the little bone uh, things. So the thing that is the big takeaway from here is three of these, the, the monthly variants of previously time-limited or exclusive sets, the brand new additions to existing sets and the brand new sets, those are all going to be purchasable with doubloons. The variants of the outpost items, those are the things that are going to look similar to what we have, but are variants and will cost gold. And this is where the gold sink comes in for Sea of Thieves right now to kind of help with this economy. Um, a lot of people have told me that this is this is what they want. They want more. Uh, they want actually more cosmetics to buy. And I would argue that having variants is good. It's not a good end game solution because cosmetics will constantly need to be created to be able to address people consistently earning more and more gold. They're trying to combat this by emphasizing the need to get doubloons. And the, one of the ways that they're making sure that they aren't adding too many items to the games to the game that costs doubloons is by the Reaper's Chests. They're leaving the Reaper's Chests in post this month and you can still get those and uh, they're, they're still gonna be able to be turned in for the, the 15 doubloons. And because of that, it's still one of those situations where you can earn doubloons without having to work on time-limited uh, achievements or commendations to earn the, the, the doubloons. Um, and it gives, it gives you a chance to kind of stock up for future events. 
uh, it's going to be harder to earn these. And because of that, it's going to have more value to hold on to them or to use them for what you want instead of everything that's available. One of the problems with the economy right now is that it doesn't it, it's having gold isn't so much of a big deal because you've still got um, you, you, you can basically get gold from everything. Even even the barrels of plenty are are showing that you have a bunch of gold that is just sitting in the water. You know, if it's not if it's not gunpowder barrels and they're trying to blow you up. So with the change to black market, I think they're going to try and bring down the curve of, of gold purchasing or gold earning by offering variants for people that want them and uh kind of you know have those cost a little bit more than what the normal set items would cost so for september uh duke is no longer going to be asking you to pay doubloons to acquire his voyages you can get those free of charge something i disagree with uh, his voyages are generally going to offer you a way of freely earning doubloons which should help you gather enough to purchase whatever items you want from his black market and as before you can still earn doubloons from time-limited uh, commendations. Now, he's still going to have the letters of recommendation, and he's still going to have the gold bags, and those are sticking around. But because you can earn doubloons more freely now, they're limiting the letters of recommendation to one level per month. So right now, that's uncapped. Right now, if you have enough doubloons to buy you all of the levels you need to get to Pirate Legend from zero, you can do that. But as of September, they will be limited to one level each per month. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to jump ahead a few levels and you got the doubloons and you'll make up the doubloons later on and you're not too concerned about it, now would be the time to jump in and get those levels before the cap comes because that cap will gate you if you're looking to buy those reputation levels. So with the voyages not costing any doubloons to purchase, this kind of concerns me because right now there's no reason to can't or no reason to stick around if you run out of time or you don't care about a voyage or you don't like it you can cancel it and it doesn't matter because it didn't cost you anything but if you do it then you gain everything you gain all the doubloons that you can get from it you can you can gain any of the gold that you get from it and essentially this is setting us up so that over time we'll just continuously gain doubloons and run out of things to buy with it. Because right now everyone probably has more gold than they have doubloons. So having bags of gold for doubloons isn't as much of an incentive. So I want to suggest to Rare, and Rare is trying to address this. I know that they're I know that they're keeping an eye on this, and I've posted my thoughts on Twitter a little bit ago about a forum post that I wrote up. And I wanted to offer two, uh, two, two ideas to help with the gold economy. And a lot of people may not understand why this is a big deal, but when you have a lot of people that have a large amount of gold, then purchasing new, new cosmetics isn't an issue for them. They just buy, buy the cosmetics as soon as they come out and they take a small hit into their uh, pool of gold and it doesn't impact them as much as someone who's just starting out or someone that doesn't have enough time to get that much gold. So if you are going to help kind of keep the cost of items around what they are now, and still have them be impactful decision choices that you make, 
uh, for your pirate. Because essentially the reason why we buy cosmetics is one, the group of people that like to own everything. And two, the, the people that like to have what makes them feel like it represents them best. And if gold is not an issue, then you're basically just buying a skin for the amount of time that you spent gathering gold over a large amount of time. And gold doesn't matter, which then devalues treasure. And if treasure doesn't matter to you because you have too much gold as it is, then you don't care if it's gone. You don't care if you take it. And because of that, you're less incentivized to stick around or to fight for what you have. You don't care because you've already got enough gold and you already have all the cosmetics. So fights become less interesting because there's less stake involved uh, unless you have a bunch of supplies that you just don't want to get rid of. So the suggestions that I have are this. One, offer uh, bags of doubloons for gold. If Duke has doubloons exchanged to gold, then there should be another there should be an, an opposite to that. You should be able to purchase doubloons with gold and just reverse it. Because you're already limiting the amount of levels of letters of recommendation that you can buy each month. So it doesn't matter if someone spends all their gold to get doubloons because they can't buy more than just one level a month. So that doesn't matter. And if they have a bunch of gold already, they're probably already pirate legends. The other thing is crates of supplies. Crates of supplies will do a large number of things. One, they're session-based. So once you leave the game, they're gone. That gold is, is gone. It's disappeared. You've already spent it. So unless you make up for it by what you earn in that session, you've gotten rid of a part of that actual gold out of the economy. And it, it makes having what gold you have more impactful because you spent a large portion of it actually earning uh earning back what you spent on supplies so i'm just putting in placeholder numbers in here obviously these could be whatever rare wants them to be but it's easy enough to say that one crate of 50 supplies is 3,000 gold you get two two crates that's a hundred that's a hundred supply that's usually about as not enough as most people would need for say like cannonballs to deal with any engagement 100 cannonballs should be plenty having 6k gold spent means that you have to make up that 6k gold in that session well if you're buying 100 cannonballs chances are you're planning on putting in a pretty big session so the chances of you recouping that aren't too bad then you'd look at food and uh, planks so you start adding all this up and say you wanted to get 100 supply of each of the three different things that are consumable in the game that you can you can gather well that's 18,000 gold 18,000 gold is a lot, but if you spread that across other people and you uh, take into account that you have to try and recoup that costs, you go into the game knowing that not only are you well supplied, but you also need to make sure that uh, you are doing what you can to keep what you're earning so that that 18K is made up in value. And to be perfectly honest, one skull fort will probably take care of that. So you're not too worried. Uh, then it comes down to how is this fair for people that don't have the gold to be able to get it? Well, they can farm like they normally would have. What's the difference between coming across a ship that has been on a server for a few hours and has earned all of those supplies versus one that spawned in and bought those supplies? Them having the supplies is just a matter of attrition. 
if they're good pirates, then it won't make much of a difference because they'll be efficient. If they're bad pirates, then you just have to outlast them. And if you outlast them, then it doesn't matter how much supply they had because they weren't able to sink you. There's a lot of different things that obviously people could argue uh, what works and what doesn't work with this scenario. And I've, I've thought about the pros and cons a lot about this. And it's one of those things that this is something that could be put into two things that could be put into the game that will help benefit the amount of gold that is sitting in people's wallets right now, not doing anything for them. It will reduce the amount of time it takes for them to get going in a game. It'll improve quality of life for streamers who want to get into the game and get into action without requiring to go out and do a lot of supply hunting. That is honestly kind of a drag for streamers. I can't imagine they spend a lot of time enjoying that. Maybe they're socializing with their chat, but you know they could be making entertainment and earning subscriptions and bits and all that good jazz for them by going out and getting into action because they don't have to worry about supplies. This also increases the amount of session-based supplies so you decide every session okay do i want to buy supplies today or am i not going to worry about it i could just go out and, and pick up stuff on my own but at least there's an option and then you have the gold for doubloons being that doubloons are something that people are going to be hunting after giving people that don't have time to go out and hunt reapers chests are going to be able to use the gold that they have to buy the doubloons so that if they want to get the time limited exclusive items without necessarily needing to go out and farm all the reapers chests bear in mind not everyone is interested in going in for pvp for that sort of thing and not everyone plays at three in the morning their time to be able to get on a server that's relatively quiet and passive so these are things that i think can be implemented into the game once once they're in they're good you don't have to tweak them you don't have to adjust them they've done their job and all they're doing is offering opportunity and options for players that can take advantage of them without too heavily impacting the devs which i think are all pluses and you could say that, th that they don't need it. You can say that it's not worth it. But at the end of the day, if they add it, it's not going to change how you feel because you won't use them. And if you do use them, then you'll benefit from them, at which point I would have been validated. So I think this is a good move for Rare. I think this is something that they really need to reconsider their, uh, their, their decision to not put these into the game, just like they how, how they decided to go ahead and put uh, bait in the ground to be able to dig up. They didn't want to sell us bait because then it would effectively be turning gold into reputation. Well, now we can dig up all the reputation we want and go fishing for it however we please. So they're willing to change their mind on things. And I think I've tried to put forward as good of an argument for why this would work and not heavily impact the devs and help take care of the people that have millions of gold that don't have anything to spend it on. So that's kind of the black market, as well as my whole idea on why I think the economy needs to be addressed in more than one way uh, that will help alleviate some of the stress on devs. So we're getting a whole new bag come in September. It's going to be insane. It's going to be really interesting to see how this goes down. I've been talking a lot about Duke the Dark Lord, his market, and the economy altogether. So what do you say we start jumping into some other stuff? Next up on today's docket, I've got a couple quick things that I wanted to toss out there for everyone to kind of think about, just to kind of check out and whatnot. So I've been having a lot of people hit me up on Twitter and other areas to let me know that they've been hunting me down. 
and I think it's great. I love seeing these photos of people running out and seeing me out in the world. So I wanted to thank them personally. Well, not personally, but thank them on the show for posting those photos of Captain Logan as a skeleton, taking me down, showing me which skull you got. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's hilarious that that folks are able to earn gold from me and contribute to the gold economy that I just went on a huge rant about. Moving on. There have been some really cool things that I've seen uh, from the community. Well, one thing in particular, uh, there was a Twitter uh, person who posted the, the a photo of a of a drawing that they did, and this drawing is kind of crazy because it's it's basically an undead megalodon that looks like smashed through a skeleton ship, and the skeleton ship still has. All of the ship kind of around this megalodon like this megalodon looks like it's armored with a galleon and the skeletons are still firing cannons off of it it's a really awesome uh, marker sketch and I think this would be really kind of cool to see in the game I think it would be really awesome to have a megalodon that moves like a megalodon but has cannons and ship sails on it so when you're out in the world you don't know okay is that a megalodon or is it a skeleton ship or is it both kind of scary to think about uh, a skeleton ship that has cursed cannonballs and charges after you and bites you um one of the things that i thought was uh important that i hope every everyone got an opportunity to get are the halo cosmetics so gamescom came and went uh, a lot of cool announcements came out of it some really awesome stuff that i was happy to see and rare was there in full force to help support sea of thieves as well as battle toads so hopefully you got a chance to play during the 20th through the 24th and you were able to earn the rest of the liveries for the halo cosmetics and this was the cannon the capstan and the wheel along with the uh, hull, the liveries, the sails, and the, the flag. So it was a full set. So if you missed out on E3, hopefully you got the, the opportunity to get the full set this week uh, with Gamescom. The last thing that I wanted to kind of bring up was I had a bit of a bummer the other day. I was playing the game solo. I was going for about two hours, and I just wanted to complete one of the Dark Relic voyages in the Shores of Plenty. Not a big deal. Kind of went along, did my thing, gathered enough stuff, turned in a bunch of fish, and I had had a majority of my loot packed up on the back of my rowboat on my sloop, pulled into Sanctuary Outpost, docked, and as I was about to undock my rowboat and turn in all of my awesome loot, like relics, treasure chests, gunpowder barrels, all the good jazz. I had it all there. I was ready to turn it in. I had even waited out a galleon that was over at Sanctuary over at Keel Hall Fort while I was digging up my last few relics just to kind of give them some breathing room so that I had time to actually go turn in my treasure. So I'm at Sanctuary. I'm on my rowboat and I go to undock it and I undock it and the game locks up and I, and, and I, I swear to you my heart just sinks. Because I'm sitting there looking at this rowboat as the screen's frozen and I'm starting to count up all the pieces in my head and I'm thinking that's probably about 30, 40 grand right there. And it's gone. The game locks up and then eventually it crashes. And it doesn't just crash to the title screen or the logout screen or the, the ship selection screen. It just hard crashes everything. And I'm really kind of bummed about this. And what's worse is I boot up the game. I log in. I choose sloop, I launch, 
and I get put on a completely different server. My ship is gone, my treasure's gone, the rowboat's gone, everything's gone. And it was two hours. Actually, no, sorry, it wasn't two hours, it was one hour. I remember now, because I was sailing and I wanted to get to bed by two and I started around one. Sorry, didn't mean to make it sound longer than it actually was. But it was one of those things that really kind of hurt, you know, it was, it was a bummer. It felt, it felt terrible because had I had had someone with me, wouldn't have made a difference. I would have joined back on them. They would have kept the ship afloat and my treasure would have been waiting next to the, to the vendor to be able to be turned in. But this is a pain that I think a lot of solo players feel when it's not so much about, did you lose it to another pirate? Did you, did you make a wrong move during a Kraken engagement? No, you undocked what you thought was a perfectly fine rowboat and it just crashed on you. So one of the things that I wanted to kind of touch, touch on today, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because this whole episode is probably going to sound like me kind of berating Sea of Thieves, but with the monthly updates, a concern I have, and everyone has access to insiders so we can all test out these things to try and improve the game and make sure that feedback is given and bugs are recognized so they can be addressed before the content patches go live we can't talk about what the what's in the content updates but we can put forum posts out there identifying bugs as well as on reddit a lot of people do that the monthly updates have cause for concern because generally when you're pushing out content at a faster rate than is normally anticipated, you tend to introduce a lot of new bugs. That's common with a lot of games. Some games spend more time before putting out a content update and test it longer to make sure that it's a lot more sound of, a, of, a, of an update. Shrouded Spoils came last November, and it was probably, probably the most solid, I would say, the game had been in, since launch. Uh, at least past the first couple weeks of launch when they'd kind of nailed down like the server stability and stuff. And Shrouded Spoils was great because not only did it introduce a huge amount of quality of life changes to the game, but it added a lot of the things that we had been asking for as well. But it was also the least buggiest version of the game. It was probably the most solid we had played since then. And the reason why we had Shrouded Spoils is because they had actually postponed two updates, the arena and Shrouded Spoils, or not Shrouded Spoils, I'm sorry, uh, Tall Tales. Tall Tales was originally intended to be out sometime around mid-fall, late-fall, early winter. Uh, they pushed that back to reevaluate what they wanted to do with it and to tackle on the Tall Tales to kind of introduce new ways of, of bringing in story and lore to the world. Whole, whole different thing I don't need to get into. The point being is, is that Shrouded Spoils was amazing. It brought a lot of people into the, the game, especially with the sale that they had at Black Friday for the game being half off. And we got a huge upswing in con uh, concurrent users for Sea of Thieves. Tackle that with a few streamers, bringing into the, the game's light, the fun that can be had. Uh, it, it really made an awesome impact in the community for Sea of Thieves, to the point where not only did they have to start addressing some of the major issues that didn't come with Shrouded Spoils, but they also had to start reveal or reminding players that were new to the game that there's a code of conduct that we all follow to ensure that the community is healthy and positive. So, what am I getting at? Well... The thing that I'm concerned about is 
the content updates being buggy and being buggy for multiple reasons, multiple reasons being the amount of time they have to develop it, the amount of testing that goes into it, and as well just the frequency of things getting added that then mess with other things that are already in the game. In fact, as most devs have told me, it's extremely hard to um, add something to a game without it breaking something else something that I think everyone that understands a little bit about dev update uh, can understand. So what do I want? Well, honestly, I just hope that the dev team takes things like bugs getting reported, things like that into consideration with their cadence, because it's nice to have new content coming out on a regular basis. But a lot of us have kind of been in this mindset that we're going to get what we get when we get it. And when it gets, uh, it gets good. And, you know, I, I trust Rare to do a good job with everything. We've always had kind of fun, wonky bugs. The other day I came across two skeleton galleons uh, that had bumped into each other, got locked, and then hung around in a circle. They kept spinning in a circle for probably a good 5-10 minutes. I, I know I recorded at least two minutes of it solid and then made a cute little video that I liked uh, afterwards. And I just hope that... I, I don't know if I want to sacrifice content for stability because it has to kind of be that way. We kind of have to sacrifice stability if we're going to have fast, regular cadence of updates, unless we start recycling old content, which if you recycle old content with refreshed doubloons and new cosmetics, it's less of an issue in my mind because at least at that point, you know that the event is sound. Uh, it's been tested, it's been used, it's still available, it can still be completed, but at least you're offering new new cosmetics and uh, uh, new doubloons for this, um, you know, brought up version or this brought back version of, of the event. I'm going long on this and I didn't mean to, so I apologize, but to kind of kind of cut this off, to kind of put a pin in it, I'm hoping that Rare decides to do... Uh, do a little more testing with the game. Make sure that if content's not ready to be okay with pushing it out a month. Like, don't hold yourself to that one month cadence because I think most of us can agree that we're, we're okay waiting. Like, I got other things I can do in, in my life. I'm still going to be sticking around Sea of Thieves. And if I don't have to worry about constantly hitting monthly content updates because stability, I'm cool with that. I really am. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. It'll it'll give me a chance to do something else because uh, I usually get distracted. And when I sit down to play, the only thing I really want to do is just play Sea of Thieves or Heroes of the Storm. And that's that's kind of how my gameplay style goes. But I, I love the team. I think they're the greatest people ever. And I look forward to all the new content that we're getting. And I just hope that we don't sacrifice too much to get that content. Is it spoilers time? I can't tell. Let me, let me, hold on, hold on. Let me take a look at my watch. Let's see. The big hand is on the left. Not really good with the, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it's good time. It doesn't matter. We're going into spoilers. So if you want to be spoiled, stick with me. Cause it's got, we got some good stuff I want to talk about. If you don't want to be spoiled, well, 
I honestly probably should just stick around, actually. Uh, everything that's been going on with Sea of Thieves has been great. We're getting an amazingly big update coming in September. Not like Tall Tales scale, but we're getting a lot that's being added. And with this update, we know, we have known, that pets are coming. Microtransactions are coming. So we're going to get a new emotes. We're going to get uh, rare game-themed cosmetics for um, uh, ships and clothing as far as we... Well, I mean, those are all the cosmetics. So whatever they end up being, that's what they'll be. But uh, we're getting microtransactions. And we found out, thanks to one website, uh, the, the website is uh, shacknews.com posted an article that Gamescom brought a version of Arena that is a little more updated than what they previously had, probably to address some bugs, but probably because that was what was available. And the build that they brought had a new item. And why does that factor into microtransactions? Well, it doesn't. I'm jumping around. You're going to have to deal with that. Pets are coming. We saw some pets thanks to this build. Uh... The new item that we're getting is banjos. We're finally getting banjos. It's amazing. I can't wait. We've been hearing banjos as we fish. We've been we've been listening to little tidbits of information. They've been models in the game forever. If you go down into the Pirate Legend Tavern, there's a, a person playing a banjo for so long. This has been a long, long requested item. And it seems like we're finally getting it. And the reason why I say we're finally getting it is because... This build is the build that has pets in it, or at least a pet. It has monkeys. We found out monkeys are the next pet, which if anyone going into pets didn't realize that monkeys were going to be the, the pet that we're getting, I don't know what to tell you because that's like the, the number one thing next to parrots. So we already knew that parrots were coming thanks to James Thomas, who I'll talk about in a little bit. But we also found out that monkeys are coming. And it looks like for right now, they can sit on your arm. Now, I imagine they'll probably follow you around and they'll probably do little monkey things and they'll probably dance and they'll probably, uh, you know, pick fleas off themselves and stuff like that. But um, we're, we're, we found out that because of this build coming in at September that has microtransactions and pets, banjos are probably coming with it. It seems like they wouldn't have banjos in so early to the point where banjos would be included in a build that we're getting in the next month so i'm looking forward to this so banjos are coming thank you to shack news for taking a photo of uh the gamescom build where it showed one of the screens that had uh banjos on it and thanks to joni for posting uh, a twitter pic uh to help kind of make james thomas feel a little bit better about what happened this week on the weekly stream uh showing that pets had popped up in the arena build over at gamescom so why does this pertain to James Thomas? Well, my favorite big sheep kind of let slip this weekly stream with something that kind of raises a lot of questions in my mind. And as many of you on social media have already found out about, it's fire. Now, great, awesome, good job, Logan. Campfires have fire, beacons have fire. What does fire matter? Fire matters because... It's an element. It's a it's a it's a, a thing in the world that we don't deal with on a regular basis. And we've seen fire, but you can't interact with them. You can put something on a stove and it'll cook, but it's not the fire that's cooking it. It's the act of putting it on the pan that cooks it. And that's just a timed thing. But if fire is fire, then fire can hurt, it can harm, it can damage, it can burn. And if it does those things, there's a lot of things that were feared in pirate times. 
one of them being fire because everything was made of wood and wood burns unless you do stuff to it at which point i don't know if that was something in pirates you know i don't know if they had a way to combat fire back then i think i think they just had to deal with it in their own ways but the point is is that fire is being worked on and the thing that first popped into my mind is the first tall tale the shroud breaker now if you've done the tall tales you already know you've only had to do the first one to understand what i'm going to be talking about and that's the journal that we got because it talks about having a chest that has uh the 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 information needed and the the key for the cave for the shroud breaker well the reason why you start on this quest is because the journal the book tells you that the magpie's wing was being attacked by the burning blade well what does that what does that even mean well the magpie's wing was ramsey's ship ramsey the pirate lord's ship and the burning blade was captain flameheart's ship captain flameheart the guy we've never seen the guy we've been wanting to see since the game came out because the first trailer had him in it because he's the one that everyone's got little statues from loot crate from which by the way cancel your loot crate if you if you're still waiting on those uh they're getting in chapter 11 i'm not getting into that anymore but anyway so the burning blade had flaming cannonballs in the journal and that makes me think if fire is being worked on then something has to has to something has to cause fire for them to be working on it and there's already something in the game that establishes lore based around what could create fire on say like a ship and that's the burning blades flaming cannonballs so two things one flames or, or fire is being added to the game that will impact either how ships go or how we go now fire could be something that they're just adding into volcanoes too these could just be something that happens when you get struck by uh, a rock from a volcano it hits your ship it causes a lot of damage it breaks your masts water starts flooding in and you have to put out fire on your ship to keep things from being damaged even further but what i hope what i really want is that we're going to start fighting the burning blade that the burning blade is going to be the next menace of the sea and that its ship will be coming as a result of all of the stuff that we've been doing with duke the dark lord like his forcing us to go out and get these dark relics back from these dark rituals and dealing with these reaper bones will have stirred up whatever powers are causing these skeletons to do what they do which for all intents and purposes is just to try and kill us and what better thing to bring into the game that's associated with fire than a ship called the burning blade that fires firing cannonballs to two ships to burn them to sink them and if fire damages the way that lightning strikes would where it busts a hole in the hull then i'm all for that or a powder keg a powder keg that you set and you drop from the crow's nest and it explodes onto the actual deck of the ship then brings a whole bunch of fire with it and fire starts engulfing the ship and you have to douse it with buckets of water to be able to put out the flames so it doesn't do mid-deck damage or prevent you from hitting getting onto a cannon or prevent you from being able to raise an anchor or prevent you from being able to turn the ship fire is so interesting to this game because the only thing that's ever been doused are the beacons you can light them 
And once you light them, you can douse them with water. So there's always been this dousing mechanic in the game ever since last October. And now, a year later, we hear word of fire coming to the game. Something they prototyped back during the original alpha testing when they were doing it in Unity. They beta tested or they alpha tested fire on ships as well as doors, but that's a whole nother thing. So I'm looking forward to this. I don't know if this means Flameheart's coming. I hope it does. I don't see how it couldn't, but that's just my wishful lore thoughts. There are plenty of other ways that they could introduce fire that don't pertain to Flameheart. And I'm sure that if they decide to, it will be just as impactful. They've lowered the frequency of getting hit from volcanoes, and volcanoes still do a lot of damage and can be pretty hazardous, especially with masts being broken. It's a lot harder to get out of them scot-free without having to deal with too much of a, of a hassle. But having those generate fire, or maybe even this just means that we're going to be fighting fiery skeletons. Maybe fiery skeletons are going to be the next thing that we have to come across and that they will be a new enemy type that's out in the world of Sea of Thieves. And they are going to be the the forebringers or the forebearers. I can't think of what the word is, but they're going to be the foreshadowing, as weird as that is, of Flameheart. And that we'll start to see these flaming skeletons on, on islands. I don't know. There's a lot of things that it could be, but until until it actually gets here, which we don't actually know when it's getting here, it's going to be kind of fun to kind of think about how would you implement fire? You're rare. You're sitting down talking with everyone about how you want to add fire as a mechanic to the game. What do you want from fire? Do you want flaming cannonballs? Do you want to be able to set things on fire like your your sails so that you can burn up other person's sails so they can't actually sail away? Do you want ke kegs to be able to do fire damage to a ship once they explode so that people have to run through fire if they want to get below deck to be able to deal with the holes that are now taking in water? Do you want volcanoes to be able to damage ships and cause fire on the top deck so that you have to deal with that or else it'll continue to do damage to your ship? Do you want there to be flaming skeletons out in the world that are heralding in the coming of Captain Flameheart and you have to take them down and if you take a block from their fiery blade then you take damage regardless of if you blocked it or not because it's a blade that's on fire. I don't know. I, I'm just guessing at this point, but it's kind of fun. What would you do? That's that's what I want to know. Outside of this, pets and banjos going to be a thing. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to hear them. I think it'll be really awesome to be able to, to decide uh, what instrument we get to play uh, when we sit down to play on a galleon. And now having a galleon, you'll actually be able to have four different instruments to be able to play when, when you have a full crew kind of joining in. It'll be a lot more interesting and I, and I can't wait to see uh, if they decide to bring in other instruments as well. I don't know what they could add, but at this point I'll take anything, even if it's a harmonica. And yeah, I think that's it. One quick note that I did want to add to Stephen and to Chris. Uh, I have your emails. I'm still trying to decide on how best to actually give those on the podcast because both are quite long and I do want to address them properly either personally or on the podcast. I'd prefer to, to do them on the podcast because one has some good ideas and the other is a really great story. So 
I apologize, I'm not gonna get those in this week, but I do have those on standby. Uh, I still kind of read over them to kind of remind myself that they're there and that I'll try to get those in either as a bonus episode during the middle of one of these weeks when I can sit down and get some time to actually record it, or uh, as another part of another episode when maybe we have a little less uh, to talk about and I can I can uh, put more time towards actually recording all that stuff. As it is, we're kind of getting long in the tooth. And yeah, um, I'm going to forego the, the first mate's longs. I've seen some really good, great stories out there. I really hope that everyone's having a good time with the Dark Relics. I've noticed a lot of people seem to be kind of, they're not upset but they're definitely wary of the ritual skull spawn rate for the voyages. I know a lot of people have been digging those up uh, a lot at the beginning, and then it peters out as they continue to do them. I know this has kind of been the case for myself. I think I've only got maybe a few more left. I, I managed to steal one with a group of friends the other night, and uh, we dug up another one. So I think I'm down to four left. I think that's all I need, which thankfully I still have a couple more weeks to go in this update. So I'll be able to get out on the seas and actually get those uh, turned in eventually. So that way I can get my uh, final doubloons before September 11th. September is going to be a big month. There's a lot of stuff coming out and not just for Sea of Thieves. So we're going to have to figure out how the heck we're going to be able to play all these video games. It's insane. I think August is just going to be the relaxed month. And hopefully, if you have time, go out and get those Reaper's chests. Turn them in as much as you can because the frequency is going to be higher until September. Once September comes in, that's going to drop off just like the uh, just like the barrels and whatnot. So and the, the mermaid gems. Uh, think about the mermaid gems. If you didn't have to turn those into the trade companies, just how many you could have had for like fishing and stuff. Oh, man, man, you could have you could have been level 50 fishing during that whole month. Uh, instead, we had to turn in like 20 of them to uh, to, to different vendors and stuff. So um, that's going to do it for this episode. Pirates, thank you. I love actually. No, hold on. Let me I, I was going to say goodbye, but I have to let you guys know if you guys like this please do me a favor, share it on, uh, share it with your friends. I'm on Spotify. I'm on YouTube, iTunes, all of your different podcatchers. Obviously you're listening to this, how you're listening to it, but however you're listening to it, thank you. Feel free to like, subscribe, hit the bell for YouTube. Make sure to follow me on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to me on your podcatchers. I have merchandise. I have the Keel Hauled logo. So if you like the logo that you're looking at right now, as you kind of think about in your head what the Keel Hauled logo looks like, I have merchandise, mugs, phone cases. I have t-shirts for different sizes all across international. You can buy them through, uh, I believe it's Teespring. And the links are always in the show notes. Also, if you have stories or you're just looking for crew, feel free to join our Discord server. We have a Discord server. It's full of great people that play a lot of the time, especially when there's uh, times that I can't play. They seem to go out and have a lot of fun without me, but that's mostly on me, not on them. 
and I love seeing everyone kind of talk about the game and kind of discuss some of the things coming onto it. It's very Sea of Thieves centric, so if that's what you're into, this is a great place for you. But I've also got a bunch of other channels set up for general things as well as specific consoles and content and stuff. So I would love for you to come in, say hi, let you let us know who you are. If you're shy and you don't want to, that's fine as well. You can lurk in the background and just read all of the comments that are coming in and message me if you want to. If you want to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do it just like steven just like chris you can email me at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com you can always reach me on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always hit me up on xbox at c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n captain logan is my game tag and i think that's all the different ways that i'm usually available i'm i'm on twitch i try to stream do during the week before work uh usually for a power hour stream if i can get up early and actually don't have stuff to do in the morning and i think that's gonna do it pirates i think i covered everything so yeah thank you so much if you've listened to this and you've enjoyed it thank you i appreciate it i love you i look forward to talking with you next week and i i ooh. Yeah, I, I, I haven't got anything witty. I'm sorry. But I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.